This Happy Times episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. I need to get something off my chest. I recently turned 28 and I'm freaking out. Owning a home, taxes, and being a real adult comes with a lot of stressors that I wasn't really prepared for. And the best way to get something off of my chest is to talk to someone, which is where therapy comes into my life. Talking with someone that has the knowledge and information to help me look at my issues from a different perspective has helped me slow down my life a little bit and help calm me down. If this is something that you can relate to, then I recommend you give BetterHelp a try. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. You can visit betterhelp.com slash happy times today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash happy times. And now back to the episode. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. We can do audio if you want. Huh? We can do just audio if you want. No, it's fine. Okay. I figured it out. Okay. I want to see your face. I want to see your little smile. Hey guys, welcome back to the Happy Times. Um, this is a this is more of like an interview podcast. My friends over at Thought Catalog wanted to wanted to do a little talk with me, so I figured I would record it and maybe share it with you guys. Maybe you guys don't know everything you want to know about me, or you have some questions, and maybe this is going to give you some answers. So, welcome to the Thought Catalog edition of the Happy Times. Welcome to the Happy Times podcast. How and when did you get started on YouTube? Ah, classic. Uh, so I started when I was 16 years old, and I made a video. Okay, do you remember, actually, do you remember the videos where people would, like, take a piece of paper and be like, hi, I'm, <laughs> hi, I'm Kelly, yes, yes. I'm 16, and I'm depressed. Hi, I'm Joey I didn't like those videos. Yes. I really didn't like those videos. And I told one of my friends, I was like, I hate those videos. I don't think it's the right way to do it. And they were like, I made one of those videos. They told me they made one. And right away, I, I like broke down. I was like, oh my God. Not, not because I necessarily felt bad that I said that, but I felt bad because I didn't have any actions behind my words. So I made a YouTube video. Um, basically saying, hi, I'm Joey and I'm just as fucked up as you are. And so my, my first ever YouTube video was me saying, just kind of like disclosing like everything I have and like, it's all right to have it. So my first video was purely mental health based. So I started doing the same thing I do now. Love that. Yeah. And I was like, I always got in trouble. I wasn't like the kid who did drugs or drank. I literally didn't drink until I was 21. Um, because here, it, the legal age is like 19, so people start drinking a lot earlier. Um, I didn't do... I wasn't a bad kid for that. I was a bad kid because, like, I had ADHD, and I would, like, get up in class, and I would do all this crap. And so I was always in the principal's office. Like, I was just always there. So I was really trying not to be. And then... Oh, it paused. Oh, I was really trying not to be. Sorry, someone was calling me. No worries. I was trying not to be, like, a bad kid. And then I get called, like, to the principal's office. And they're, I was like, oh, my God, 
what did I do wrong? They're like, what are you doing? I was like, well, I don't know. Why am I in here? They're like, we've had so many people come in and say your name and mention that you're helping them. So whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Apparently you're making videos. And I was like. That's so cute. Yeah. Oh. Right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Wait, that's so precious. When, <laughs> when was that? Like when you first started? That's when I was, I was still in high school. So, I mean, that was probably when I was 17, 18. I made my YouTube account when I was 16, but I really started when I was 18. That thing where I met you, what was that called? Press play. Press play. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So what was that? So press play was a social media tour and it allowed just people to come meet their favorite YouTubers, do a nice little meet and greet. Then there was a concert. There's a bunch of different passes and we would, we would basically tour the United States, but we also go to, we went to Europe once. And we went to Canada a couple times, too. How long did you do that for? I did that for three years. So, oh, wow. yeah. It started off every month I would go. And then it, then after a year of that, it kicked into every second weekend. I would be gone, traveling somewhere. Whether that was for work or for a show. For lack of a better word. Like, you would have these fans that, like, knew who you were before you went to the press play things. and Or they would, like go there to see you and meet you and, like, talk to you about, like, mental health and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. you get your fans after press play and you talk to people? Or was it a little bit of both? It was definitely definitely a little bit of both. So, um, it depends on, like, what size you were going on the show. I I was fairly one of, like, the bigger people on the show, so I brought a lot of fans into it, but there was a lot of fans that also didn't know me, so I left with more people knowing my name. Um... Which is a great way to grow, and that's why we created it. It wasn't necessarily like, hey, let's have the biggest show, everyone's going to blow up, but like, hey, let's grow together and mm-hmm. become like this family, and we worked out a cool deal and stuff like that. Yeah, so you said like your first video, you're kind of talking about like mental health and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I feel like you're very open about like talking about that. You're just like very vulnerable, and like when it comes to like mental health and like relationships and stuff like that, how do people like react to that vulnerability like is it do they not like it do they like it they think i'm crazy they think i'm the 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 craziest person around they think everybody always thinks like oh my god you're so strong for doing this we're all thinking it i'm just saying it yeah because i've i'm i'm sitting behind a computer getting thousands of emails i'm i'm sitting behind even my phone reading texts from friends and they're all complaining about the same issues and i'm like well imagine if these issues just became vocalized and became public think about how m- many people that could help and so that's what i do i vocalize these issues and these problems and i show the world like hey we're not alone and it's a lot easier than we make it out to be so the vulnerability is something that's comfortable for them and and, and it's a shock though and it's shocking because somebody's stating their issue or stating something that they're going through and then it's comfortable because they're going through it right Mm -hmm. do you think like you're always gonna talk about that on your channel i feel like you will because like a lot of your videos are being like vulnerable and open so I feel like yeah I I don't think I'm ever gonna stop I don't think I'll ever stop talking about what I'm talking about and the reason why is because it's a never-ending conversation 
you're always there's always going to be a girl who has a boy problem. There's always going to be somebody who has lost somebody to death. There's always going to be somebody going through a hard time, and there's always going to be something to talk about. There's no um, end to the conversation. So now, like, when it comes to, like, I mean, we've discussed this, but I don't know if I'm going to put this in here, but, like, you, because you are very, like, open with, like, talking about relationships and stuff like that and, like, anxiety, when it comes to, like, relationships, like, do you want to be open and vulnerable as much as you are online? Like, when it comes to relationships, like, do you want to be like, yeah, I'm anxious or, wow, I really like this person, or you just, you want to be more secretive, I guess? With, are like, we talking about me specifically? Like, me specifically? Yeah, like, you, like, in general, talking about relationships and stuff like that is very easy and comfortable for you. Yeah. And, like, you had someone, you were dating someone, and you were very open about, like, that whole thing online, are you going to continue to be open? Like, next <laughs> relationships? Like, do fans expect that? Oh, my, about me sharing sharing uh, who I'm dating online is what you're asking. Am I going to do that? Because like, I feel like people might expect um, that, like, next person you're dating. <laughs> yeah, so, um, <laughs> no. I won't I won't <laughs> share that online. Uh, so, I, I've, I've seen, since everyone thinks, like, my ex is the my last person, the girl I dated online, which was a YouTuber, and as like that was a great relationship. It was very happy, very everything. There was no negative to it except for the fact that it was online, um, and that mm-hmm. that was the worst thing ever. It being online. Yeah. So I, I I've seen people uh, in between then and now, and I've actually I, I had a really hard time with somebody because they were talking about Instagram and. They, they would just, like, go through my Instagram comments and be like, I'm getting jealous. And I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm sorry. This is what I do. And they also had, like, their friend watch one of my, like, one of my videos where I was like, hey, it's okay to try dating online. Like, it was my Tinder video. And mm-hmm. and they, they were like, oh, but you mentioned that you were single in your video. And I was like, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I'm all, I'm, I have to be very honest from the start, especially doing what I do. And I told them, mm-hmm. I'm like, in the nicest way possible, you don't exist. Online, you don't what? You don't exist. Online, okay. you are not there. I, I'm not going to disclose saying that I'm single anymore or that I'm in a relationship. It's not going to be out there. I'm going to be neutral. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to go out there and be like, yep, yeah, Joey's got a girlfriend. Check this out. Oh, my God. I'm, I, I won't do that. Yeah. Um, I've been there. I've done yeah. that. And it was horrible. What was horrible about it? Having people run your relationship. The worst comment is, oh my god, I wish I could find love like this. Or I wish I could be you guys. I really, yes, it's inspiring and it's like, oh my god, you're doing something right. But then I, I really don't need the confirmation of others being like, oh my god, you're doing a great job. Like, I don't need that. I don't want that. Yeah. I want the hardship. I don't want just cookie cutter. It's so great all the time. I like that. So you didn't type fast, but you talk fast too. I know. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, it's okay. My timing speed. I can keep up with you, but I'm. I'm. I'm I jump all over the place when I talk. You should like m- the book that I wrote, and like I'm still going through it. It's all over the place. My editor had a, a field day. <laughs> yes, that's the best. It'll be fun. I would like read things like 
like I would take classes like in school and like we would have to like write things and everyone would like have to like send it to each other and we would like edit it and there would be some people that like weren't they did such a good job that I was like well I didn't have anything to edit and now I'm kind of bored and there would be other people that had like so much going on and I was like yes and I'd like get my coffee and like I was ready to go it was so great yeah. Even if it was like great writing or bad writing I was like yes I want to say something about this <laughs> Yeah, my editor had some fun. Um, oh my god, I can't wait to read it. Um, so, okay, yeah, you're in the process of writing it. Is it done? The book is done. I'm in the process okay. of formatting it and printing it. Okay, so tell me about the book. What is it called? What is it going to be about? What's inside? You know I can't tell you a lot of these things, right? You what? I can't tell you everything. Okay, you're right, actually. So I can well, I can't tell you what the book's gonna be called. Just t- just tell me what you can tell me. Okay, so the it's a very hard book to describe. It's wait, hold on. I wrote this down because everybody always asks me, and I can never freaking explain it. One sec. The introduction kind of explains like what the book's gonna be about, um, and that that's ten times better than me just rambling. So I'll read that. A step into the world of pain, happiness, and the unknown. A walk in the shoes of sorrow, uncertainty, and death. A look through the eyes of lust, new beginnings, and tears. A beat in the heart of love, heartbreak, and goodbyes. My name is Joey Kidney, and I want to welcome you to not only my life, but my experiences over the last three years. Every experience, every heartbreak, every love, every death, every loss, hardship, and happy time is noted down. I've come to the realization that we are a lot more similar than we care to believe. I hope you can find comfort in my ongoing story and are able to make it your own. Take what you need from this book and throw the rest out or save it for later. I genuinely don't care. What's mine is now yours, and I hope you find comfort in the darkest of times. I love that. <laughs> oh my God, I can't wait to read this. Ah, I'm so excited. I, um, I, it's a book that I want, I, want people to, I want people to laugh. I want people to cry. I want people to... I, I just want every emotion possible from it so I wrote this book over the three years I'm going on the fourth year um, when it's going to be published but it was three years and like I said it was every love every heartbreak every loss every death every hardship every great time everything yeah my whole entire life so being vulnerable like now people watch the videos and I I was very much edited to the point where I, I said what I wanted to say now People are going to read this and know every single thing about me over the last three years and be able to walk up to me and know me better than me. Which is scary. It's scary, but... A little scary, but it's chill. It's fine. Yeah. I heard you say every happy time is noted down, which I think is so cute. And you have a podcast called that, right? I have a podcast called The Happy Times, yeah. It kind of, like, all, like, bounces off each other. I... It just... Yeah. That's like, that's like your brand. Yeah, but I, I wrote that not knowing that Happy Times was the podcast. Like, it's not intentional. Oh, that is so cute. Yeah. What do you talk about on the Happy Times? The Happy Times. Um, I, do, I do a lot. I talk about, I'll, I'll pull up some podcast titles. And so I found like a trend that people really like kind of being told when to listen to something. Um, because a lot of the times people come to my podcast feeling very lost and when you're lost, you don't want to have to search for the right answer. 
So my podcasts are called like listen to this when you don't know your life purpose, listen to this when you feel like everything's too much, listen to this when you feel left out, listen to this if you feel dumb. Um, and it's just, it's stuff like that. It's, it's targeting a certain emotion or a certain place and time that people are in and kind of just like, it, it's really easy. And I mean, I sit here and I record just like how we're talking. I talk to myself for about 20 minutes and it, it's, it's easy because if somebody comes to me with a problem, say you come to me with like a boy problem or whatever, you've already given me the solution within like 30 seconds. When you ask your question, your answer's in it. So taking that and blowing it up and then going piece by piece yeah. and making like those points, uh, I'm able to kind of just make people realize that they already know your, their answer. And it's not this lost feeling. It's not this scary thing because it's already there. <clears throat> so I sit here and I have about four or five points for each podcast and then and they say probably like one or two words and then I just talk okay. for 20 minutes straight I really want to like start off this interview and just like be like hi I'm Joey Kidney don't <laughs> do you know L? do you know L Mills? yeah hi I'm L Mills and today I'm gonna show you that I hate my brother <laughs> like notice how that's that's me <laughs> The boyfriend? One of the uncomfortable ones. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. She gets so uncomfortable in those. It was so precious. I was like, oh my god. When the someone like asked, what did they say? They were like, oh, I started dating this person like a day ago, like, and they're super clingy and annoying. How do I break up with them? I was like, oh my god, they just started dating yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those are fun <laughs> to make. So those Do you get are... a lot of uncomfortable questions like that? Not even when you're asking for them for videos. Uh, yes, all the time. But when, like, that, that, that series kind of became very R-rated very quickly. I was literally just asking people to send in questions that, you know, more mental health based of like, hey, I'm scared to ask my mom this. I'm scared to go up to my mom yeah. and be like, hey, I'm depressed or whatever like that. And then people were like, hey, I'm scared to go up to my mom and ask her how I shave my pubes. And I'm like, whoa, okay, all right, we're going in there. The real reason why I made that is because it's not that I know. The answers. I don't. I don't know everything. There's. I'm not going to. But it's yeah. the fact that like I'm opening up a conversation and I I allow people to like answer them in the comments. I don't get butt hurt if I say something wrong and you correct me. Like I don't care. I want people to know the answers. So just open yeah. up the conversation. Do people like yell at you? Like if you curse or something? I've seen you like say certain things you're like Haha, and you'll like you'll curse and then you'll like laugh about it. Like, did someone, like, get upset? No, people don't really get mad at me if I swear. Uh, if I say, like, mm -hmm. Jesus Christ or, oh, my God, people, that's been one that I get a lot where it's just, like, you can't say that. And I'm like, listen, I'm not religious. Let's <laughs> like, take I'm a step back. It. Yeah. Yeah. Because a, lo a lot of the, the videos that I do make, like, on, on anxiety and stuff, people are like, you just need God. Okay, can you give me some advice? Like, for anyone who, like, because I know each video is, like, kind of specific to certain things. Like, oh, I want to talk about anxiety or I want to talk about, like, mm -hmm. depression or whatever. But, like, can you just give me some general advice for people, like, who might not know who you are and they're like, oh, well, he likes to talk about this. So, like, what does he have to say for himself before I go look at his YouTube, you know? Uh, yeah. Like, a, a, lot of, a lot of people right now, especially... At my age, I'm 22. 
a lot of us feel like we need to be like that smartest person at the age of 20 or we're seeing these 16-year-olds on YouTube become these millionaires super quick and we feel like we're, we're failures because we're not there yet. A lot of us feel that we have to get to a spot so quickly in life that we're, we're literally killing ourselves to do so. We're stressed out. We, we don't feel like we're in the right place. And we feel like failures. But the, the truth is there's no fucking need to rush. We're in absolutely no rush to move forward or to speed things up. Just take your time. Like when, You have to think about it. When you were learning as a baby, you didn't get up and run. You literally crawled. Then you used a, a, the wall to start walking. Then you were able to walk, but you'd fall every now and then. And that's so important to remember that we can't just jump into things and be successful. We have to jump in. We have to fail. We have to fall. We have to use a wall. We have to have help, people to help us. So n- not going from 0 to 100 is so important. Going 0 to 1 is super important. And understanding that there is no, there's no rush in life. You'll get there. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.